Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey everyone, welcome to the 377th episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, screenwriting, and directing. This episode is brought to you by patrons John Slater, Adam Troy, Greg C. Bolanos, and Madison Witten. I'm Oren Kaplan. And I'm Matt Enloe. Today we've got Jordan Brady back on the podcast. It's been far too long. We've mentioned him a couple times recently. Jordan is a commercial director and also uh, a teacher. Uh, you, know, you might even dare call him a guru. He's super funny, super knowledgeable. He's been in the business a long time. And we wanted to talk about all of the different things that a director does in addition to getting work to stay creative, to stay motivated, and to stay just in tune with their life. And so we thought oh, Jordan would be a perfect person to talk to. Yeah, I always think of Jordan as the guy that has like 40 things going on. He has the podcast. He has the director's boot camp, which he teaches people about commercial directing. He has a filmmaking retreat. He has a master class. And not to mention, he's a working commercial director and he's directing commercials all the time. And, and is very active on social media. Yeah, and he posts all these like amazing behind the scenes. Like he'll, yeah. I don't know how he does it. I meant to ask him, but... Like I've always dreamed of having some behind the scenes of like my commercial shoot so I could talk about it because, you know, I love mm -hmm. making those videos too, but it's literally like four photos I managed to take while on set, but somehow he'll talk to camera. He'll kind of do entire breakdowns of like the thought process behind these various commercials he does. He does a ton of, he does all sorts of things. So he's done a, a lot of Toyota commercials. Um, comedy spots that uh, are really cool. And anyhow, it's great talking to him. I, I also have been kind of having a little trouble juggling my schedule. And as a freelancer, you know, you are super busy one week and you're exhausted and then you have nothing to do the next week and you're depressed. And I wanted to talk to Jordan, who's kind of a veteran freelance director mm -hmm. about how he keeps track of his schedule. And we even delve into to-do lists and task managers and all the things that try we try all the tools we use to keep us sane relatively unsuccessfully on my part yeah we're, we're, we're getting better every day though before we hop into our conversation with jordan i wanted to remind everyone about patreon patreon.com slash just shoot a pod is the place where you can go to support the show keep us going and keep us a little bit sane um, because you pay for Noah, our editor, and certainly the show would not exist without Noah uh, making the show and also all of the other kind of random expenses that it, you end up accruing while you make a podcast. Every time a patron signs up, I'm going to match their donation with my own donation. Mm -hmm. That's what we've been doing for like seven years. Yeah, I think we've been doing the podcast for eight years. 
eight short years. Yeah. On that note, everyone, patreon.com slash just shoot a pod will keep us going for another eight. We'll see. We'll I'm see. going to we'll I'm, I'm leaving town for a couple of weeks. Let's see if Matt can hold hold this ship together. Yeah. We'll see you all next week. But in the meantime, let's hop into our conversation with Jordan Brady. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool. We're here with Jordan Brady, podcaster extraordinaire, also a great educator, amazing father, scooter trickster, and on occasion directs some award-winning Toyota commercials. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Longtime listeners will recognize Jordan's voice. But my voice and you occasionally give me these shout outs. That's true. That, that I, my wife literally came in the house and said, have you heard the latest episode of Just Shoot It? I said, no, it's in the, it's in the hopper. And she goes, they were so nice. And they said such nice things. And I was in the car and I had to text them because that's my husband. And she wept tears of joy. I mean, you know, doing stuff that my kids think are cool, right? The kids think they like. And having my wife weep that, with pride. Thank sure. you, gentlemen. Of course. Of course. It just touched my heart. And of course, I listened to the show and I made a, a snippet and put it on my Instagram of me listening to you guys talking. It was more narcissistic than it was meta. Mm-hmm. Noticed. But it, it mm. got a lot of views and people thought it was sweet. And hopefully it drove a few people to your show. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, well, thanks, Jordan. Yeah, it's like our show is like, uh, you know, when the Watchmen came out or um, 
what, what's the the Last of Us? You know, they have the mm-hmm. companion podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our podcast sure. is the companion podcast for Respect the Process. Jordan's podcast. People have always called us the Chernobyl of podcasting, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. The after the episode of yeah, Chernobyl yeah. of podcasting. Oh. No, no, no. I think they were trying to say something different, but oh, oh. I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. but in, in, in all honesty, I love your show and I, I like it better than my own because the two of you are such compliments to one another. Hmm. And you, yeah. you know, you, you one good one. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a sure. type of point. Like sometimes Orin maybe gets a little neurotic about something and mm-hmm. Matt comes in and just, well, let's double click on that, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's double click on that. Let's, let's open that up. And, yeah, and it, yeah. it balances out. Yeah. The biggest thing I'm usually like complaining or mm-hmm. just, yeah, freaking out about not working. Mm-hmm. And Matt will pull up the calendar and he'll say, let's look at last January. People mm-hmm. are at Sundance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no one's working. <laughs> It's it's Christmas, Oren. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. you barely you're barely familiar with the holiday. I haven't seen any boards. Yeah, <laughs> no boards came in. It's the 25th. It's almost the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And Jordan's kind of turned into uh, one of the people that I text whenever I have kind of director questions. Twenty four seven, baby. And I I highly you. recommend to our listeners texting uh, Jordan. Honestly, I've been, you know, at this kind of in, in some form for like uh, 17 years or so. I don't know, many years. 25. And, and it mm. hasn't been until the last, I feel like two or three years that I've really kind of have my director friends on my phone and I will text people. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, can I just run an idea by you? Or, you know, do you think this is a reasonable, you know, request for a rate? Mm-hmm. Or scheduling, or what would you do in this, or switching companies, you know? Um, Gut check, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's hard for directors because they don't, you, you know, there's just no frame of reference and it's so there's different. No if, league. Yeah. No, yeah, there's no picnic. Yeah. And even no if you live in LA years. versus Atlanta, it's probably totally different. So, like, I find that like trying to make friends with other directors, even if they don't seem like they really want to be your friend, is pretty valuable. Uh, and eventually you'll win them over. I know, I know that Oren joined art class mm-hmm. and just from Instagram and I know Christina Archer and uh, I follow Paul Trillo. I don't know him and I've seen other directors and watched their, I've watched their roster build, but it seems like there's a sense of culture and community there that is really cool. Like, didn't you all do a field trip to a sound stage or something or to the yeah. YouTube stages? Was that organized by the EP? Uh, yeah. So Art Class has like multiple EPs and a managing director, and they have a lot of partnerships with other companies. So they have a post department, um, and they are doing some AR stuff now, uh, like augmented reality things. So that company wanted to get all the directors to come check out the stage so that people know about it. And, you know, in our business, there's like the tech is just so you know, important recently, whether it's like using mid journey for treatments or shooting on the volume or learning about a new camera stabilizer or seeing a filter for the iPhone, whatever it is. uh, If you are making that these tools for filmmakers and you can say like, oh, hey, this company that is billing, you know, a few million dollars a year worth of commercial productions, it would be great to have these people having our tech on their mind. So uh, art class, which is one of the, one of the big reasons I switched to them, 
was that they are based in LA and they have a physical office with people that go to the office and they have events and they, I think from their point of view, they'd probably love it if the directors hung out more than they do. That's cool. I, I really love that. And at my last company, Cassie Brooksbank, who's been on the podcast, she was with them and she just reached out as soon as like she saw that I signed with them. She's like, Hey, I live in LA. We should hang out. And she kind of taught me that it's, it's okay to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that leads me to the, the other, it's not even a question, but more of a thought to, to toss to you both. Do you feel like there's maybe it takes a, a certain evolution or you need to be in a certain place in your career where you don't feel like you're in competition with the other directors that you're texting? Because Oren, in the case of art class in particular, there are other mm-hmm. comedy directors who are all great. And they only pitch one of you for a job. So like, you know, uh, I think maybe in our younger years, there might be a a little undercurrent of that or maybe in leaner times. You know, if we were all like starving and like one person is just like, oh boy, so many, I'm pitching on so many things lately. It's just hard to, thanks for making my schedule work, guys. You'd be like, great. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to happy hour. You know, um, do, do you, does that weigh into your, um, your thought process me, at all or no? It, it's funny. It, it always is personal. Uh, like there's ne- it's never not personal, mm-hmm. but that said, like I lost a job, that job uh, I was telling you before we started recording that I lost last week was to Vince, uh, the owner of art class. <laughs> I was pitching with a different company against mm-hmm. art class. And so it, it's always, you know, like you always would, would want to win. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm okay with it. Something happened actually kind of a, a few weeks ago, Matt, you told me about a job that was referencing a spot that I directed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw the boards and I was like, uh, yeah. So I of course I, I said one. to art class, Hey, just so you know, there's a spot going around. But then I talked to another f- director friend, Tom Morris, um, also mentioned this pie commercial. And I said, Oh, what, what is it? I heard they might reference one of this thing I directed. And he looked it up. He's like, Oh, you directed that? Yeah. And he told me the the client and the agency. And I mentioned it to art class and they also it came, came across their desk. What was interesting about that project, I won't give too many details away just in case it's secretive, but uh, ultimately they told art class that they really wanted female, a female director to bid on it. So art class ended up putting up um, a directing duo, female directing duo uh, for the job. And then there were a lot of people, I think like six people bidding on the same job and it ended up going to uh, another director I know that's uh, not a female director. You know, I I don't know that that Mm. stuff is always kind of weird when they tell you they're not they don't want to see you because you're a certain type of director. And then they end up giving it to a person that is the same type of director as you. But yeah, so I I don't know. The competitiveness is I I think it's just part of the job. And I wanted to talk to Jordan about scheduling and about spinning, having spinning multiple things going on at the same time. And as long as we're doing that, as long as you have some other project to go to in case you lose on this one, mm-hmm. it's fine. And Tom actually texted me about a job yesterday. He's like, oh, there's a, um, this job out there. It's the, for a, a, a bathroom product. And it's this person talking in the mirror with, with a different version of themselves. And I have that. I shot oh, that you have exact spot. Yeah, um, yeah. And sometimes, I don't know, I'm curious what you think, Jordan. Sometimes if, 
if you shot that spot, but maybe it's not like an A plus, it's like a B plus A minus. The question is like, should I show that spot? Because then they'll think they're going to get that. Or should I show anything but that spot? You know, you both have talked about not pitching technique. I've been guilty of pitching uh, craft and technique and how the trick is done and got really into it because I had done it and I had the technical prowess or this or that. But really, it should have been more on the story, the comedy. What kind of comedy am I going to bring to the spot? So if the, if the spot was lackluster, even though it had the gag, it's like, do you have anything with a kangaroo? Uh, no, I have a koala and I have uh, Yeah, Matt has some sloths. Yeah, you got a sloth. Oh, great. And I go, but what's the mm-hmm. tone of the spot? It, like, it's more, doesn't matter. We've all shot in sure, an office. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, Jordan, you did this like awesome campaign for Toyota with all these camera tricks, like that Zach King type of stuff. You got that job off of your test videos, much more so than like showing them that you had done that exact thing before, right? Oh, no, the test certainly. I mean, this is going back a few years. And it's so funny because anything that I did then is now on an app. Like it shows up in my TikTok feed, like download this. Mm -hmm. And here's how you make yourself flick yourself up against a tree and loop yourself and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's all commonplace and Mm -hmm. and on an app i don't think it's done with the same level of finesse right but people accept it yeah Um, but you know i'm a big fan of shooting a test i loved your test for the uh the uh drumsticks Mm -hmm. the jason derulo nestle drumstick stuff oh that was wonderful losing a gig sucks and back to your original topic and i lost three count them three in a row once to the incumbent where I got a letter, an mm-hmm. email saying, we really loved you. We recommended, but at the end of the day, the fast turnaround, the client was more comfortable with the incumbent. I'm like, God bless the incumbent. Yeah. As a, you know, a older guy, I have enough repeat business. I rely on repeat business and relationships that I'm happy when the incumbent Jordan mm-hmm. Brady gets offered the gig or single bid. Mm-hmm. So, if there's some whippersnapper out there that's going to continue sure. doing yeah. the campaign, I say, God bless you. March on. Then there was one that I lost because I was the incumbent. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know. like like they said, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a new mm-hmm. creative Fresh team. Blood. Sure. And I yeah, could yeah. tell that they only were bidding me because I had done the initial campaign like four or five years ago. And it had this little character in it. And they were, they basically said, we tried to get away without using the little character. And I was like, cool, cool. You know, I'm a, a comedy director. Mm-hmm. I work with humans. And, <laughs> and, but because of the, this is inside baseball, but I guess people know about WireDrive or uh, mm-hmm. Simi and these services like Vimeo, uh, Vimeo, you can track views and everything, but detailed analytics, I know that the real didn't even get sent let alone watched mm. until the final hour, a bunch of people started watching. So I was just like, let's bid the guy that did it before. It must've been for the client. And a friend of mine got the gig. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I found out, I mean, there's also other things along the way, like the information you're getting from the agency producer or not getting, sure. you realize, okay, it's not really going our way. And mm-hmm. as soon as it was official, I just texted the guy who got it saying, you're going to crush it. Do and you that- ever, do you ever say, 
hey, congrats. You're going to crush it whenever all that Jordan Brady I hope stuff. you get coronavirus or no. strep throat or something. No, no. Do you, ever say, do you ever say, <laughs> what did you pitch? Like, what, what did you say to win them over? Like, are you ever curious? Because this job I just lost, they told me it was on the tone. They just like the, the direct, winning director's yeah. tone. They felt like he hit the mark and I was a little off. I'm so curious to know what he said, you know, like, like I'm just curious, you know, I do get treatments. I've said, if I could get that treatment, I would love to. I have asked people after the fact, what was the winning pitch? What was the good idea? Part of my process is new work Wednesdays where I make myself watch new work. I just watched all the young directors award contenders that can contenders. Like you Mm -hmm. have to stay relevant. You have to study advertising you have to I study not to chase a trend, but just to be aware of what's going on. And, and conversant. I think sometimes when people say, oh, you need to be aware, it's not just like, oh, I'm familiar with, but like an agency person might reference something. And if you know what they're talking about, immediately they respect you a little bit more and the conversation moves quickly. You know, they, you're just kind of advertising the same language, agency right? creatives are up on award winning spots. So if you're stuck in your own mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. and you don't know what's gobbling up, you know, the uh, bronze local Clio. Sure. You're not going to be able to talk. Like you said, conversant. That's a great, great sure. way to say it. So yeah. when I see yeah. the spot and I see the idea, I go, oh, that was, that was the idea that got it. I remember uh, Hot Pockets a couple years ago where this uh, wonderful director, I forget her name, but I think she's from spain and the spot turned out exactly like the animatic exactly like i had pitched it there was nothing different and it was 15 seconds so the the animatic was very uh prescriptive mm-hmm. the listener knows what the animatic is right the, mm-hmm. the yeah, cartoon sure. storyboard that's been tested by the agency and the client so um sh- they got to shoot in spain and i i think I think they wanted to go to Spain. <laughs> you know, what am I going to say? <laughs> sure. oh, that you're yeah, an yeah. idiot? No, that's, yeah. that's a great reason. I think your point about like, oh, seeing the re- end result, I think certainly there's all sorts of value there. And Oren, I admire so much your tenacity to want to know, you know, what, what, what was the difference? Why did they win? And I think that I oftentimes lack that curiosity specifically in that moment because I know that in many circumstances, but not all of them, that it's just, it's not what they said, it's who said it and how they said it and who was hearing it, right? So like you could so you could pitch the exact same tone and it, you still might not click with that. But you can try to replicate it. Like I think... Honestly, one of the reasons I think I might have lost this job last week, I'm sure there's many reasons, but um, the person that I lost it to was pitching with a bigger company than who I was pitching with. Like, I think those elements make a difference. Um, sure. And yeah. it, it's a reason to try to maybe join a bigger company. Like, I, I, I love analyzing the pitches, sure. analyzing yeah. what yeah. you said. And I've recently been trying to ask like the producers or anyone else on the call that's like on my side, if they can give me feedback on anything I could have done better or, you know, worse. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it's like there's a there's. I think that's oh, all yeah, good. It does, and also that can drive you crazy. I want to say that the yeah the woman director. And I was trying to Google her name. Quite talented. I'm not trying to take anything away by saying Spain, but I th- I do think that she had a great spot with a fish necktie that was a, like an actual fish. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. love that spot. I was like, it looks cool. It's irreverent. It's not too wacky, even though the concept is had nothing to do with the tone of the hot pockets. But I was like, okay, so, you know, God mm-hmm. bless. Have a great shoot. Yeah. Sure. No, no, that's what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, like it could be something where it's like everything else is equal. Like if you both did, you know, 98 out of a hundred on your, your test scores. And one of you has a perk, right? A, a town you want to go to, or the company is cheaper to Orange Point or whatever. Like, there's a lot of stuff. That's the craziest part about commercials is that there's so much that you can yeah. do right and still lose the job. Um, it, it reminds me, though, I think we were talking earlier about the incumbent. And there was one time where I was the incumbent director on a campaign. Yes. That- but the creative team had changed. And and the creative team did not like the creative at all, but it had just performed super well the year prior, and they were very oh, annoyed that they had to do this spot with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want. Well, he they were like, yeah, I guess, sure, bring him back. That's fine. Um, and I think that I remember him saying to me that this was like a Thirty Rock version of a commercial, like. <laughs> Like, like the, this is the fake commercial that they like a like an imitation of what a funny commercial is supposed to be, uh, and it That's really funny. made me laugh. Well, it's really it, funny. It, the, the stoic, <laughs> the stoic approach, having gratitude for being bid in the first place, because being asked to pitch mm-hmm. on a commercial, one of three or one time there was five, and I was like, no, this is not fun. Mm-hmm. That that means the team doesn't know what they want, in my opinion. If you're you can't narrow it down to three people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress. If you're honored to pitch, and you've been selected because they're watching, you know, the agency producer that's showing the reels to the creatives is sometimes watching twelve seconds of your thirty second commercial. And so if you don't hit it out the gate in that first 12 seconds of the first spot on a reel, you're done. So you made it. And maybe they skipped around and watched a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one. Then it went to the creative team. They watched, skipped, did it. So if you didn't get it, you're you're still in the game. And, And I think cherish that victory and be happy for the person. So when the woman got the gig, I'm... I literally imagine, this sounds like psycho, right? I go, wow, what a great time. She's going to have a great shoot. They're going to be laughing. <laughs> They're going to go out for drinks and paella. They're going to, uh, you know, have a You great were on drink. mushrooms as you were imagining this, right? Yes. But nobody, you know, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, I'm tripping my balls every time right he pitches, now, by the so way. It's yeah. really macro dosing. He's in bad shape. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like actually, he, I'm on yeah. uh, Zipfizz. <laughs> oh, hey, what are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> they should be a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> yes, wait, Jordan. Did you listen yeah. to the Brit McAdams episode my where he talks about Zipfizz? Nanny okay, Sue <laughs> uses Zipfizz. She gets it in bulk at Costco. 
And we always make fun of her because she travels with the Zip Fizz. And then on that episode, that was his unpaid endorsement. Mm -hmm. He talked about Zip Fizz getting him through the the movie mm -hmm. with Owen Wilson, right? And I called my mom. I said, I'm getting Zip Fizz. I yeah. think I text, yeah. texted Oren. I'm getting some Zip Fizz. <laughs> Ordered a case on online from Costco. It's good stuff. And you you stand by it? You like it? It's No, it's great. It's great. Yes. Yes. It's got a nice little kick in the pants. The one thought is have gratitude and and do project in your mind like someone else is buying Slurpees and pizzas for their kids celebrating tonight that they got a gig. And that is a healthier thought. Mm -hmm. I'm dead serious. Thinking of the joy, the other like that woman, or that man went home like I got the spot. Like that's a better energy to live in. Mm -hmm. Then I didn't get it in the agency producer and they didn't want me anyway. I just took a screen grab of uh, well, Oren's Well, face I have like the reverse for, thing that I think is like halfway there, which is when I get the, when I get the job, I feel bad for the other people. Does that count? Yeah, that counts a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and is this recently or is this kind of, are we catching since, up? Yeah, no, this is like from uh, 2023, March, April, March, April, May. Okay. And I had a I had two gigs in the middle, so it was okay. Right? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The cliff notes of the other one was a sitcom star holding an alcoholic beverage, six seconds and eight second ads. I have a sitcom star holding an alcoholic beverage, doing six second ads. It yeah, was but like not eight seconds. No, it, not eight seconds. That was a, it was a no brainer. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, have you heard of the retiming tool in Premiere? Yeah. Right. We could have time-stretched or whatever that mm -hmm, is. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that one hurt because I, th I thought it was a... And I don't think I was too cocky. It just... And I asked. I asked because I knew, yeah. I knew the producer. I said, is there, is there anything I can learn from this? And I was like, no, just... <laughs> you nope. hit all the right notes, but... Uh, for some reason, the team went a different way. And what are you going to do? Are you going to like cry about it forever? Not forever. No. There's a, I mean, you got to have yeah. rhino skin, Teflon coated rhino skin. I mean, sure. Grieve for like a couple hours, share with your wife, like, hey, you know, own the emotion of, because I hate to lose. Like, I'm not saying hang up the phone. Sure. That's it. I am on to next project. <laughs> right. I don't do the accents, but. Uh, well, let me ask you this. So three jobs you lost. So you, you yeah. pitched on five jobs. You lost the first, won the second, lost the third, won the fourth, lost the fifth. Just yeah. something like that. Yeah. Might not be super accurate. But how much time did you spend pitching on those three jobs that you didn't get? Like how many, how many days would you say you devoted to those three jobs? Each job, I, I write my own treatment, which means procrastinating for three days. Mm -hmm. and spending five hours trying to find the cover for the treatment. And then, right. I can, then I can crank it out in mm -hmm. a couple hours. Mm -hmm. That's right. I'm a terrible speller, so in grammar's off, so I have someone check it. My wife, Jeanette, usually reads them. And then either I'll do the treatment or I'll layout. hire a layout person. And he gives, she gives me images. And because of that uh, three-peat of, of zeros, on the last one that I just won, mm -hmm. I threw out all my old, I started from scratch on my treatment. I threw out my template. 
I threw out all the old jokes. I started doing Canva. Mm-hmm. I put the mm-hmm. GIFs mm-hmm. in them. I did all the stuff. By the way, made the thing, had the GIFs. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Can we get a PDF? Mm-hmm. Always. The harder is that, is that always? The sure. better than yeah. it just if yeah. the if the gifts are really good, then they'll ask for a PDF. <laughs> <laughs> if you have like two gifts, they might look at them. I'm in a bid right now, a triple bid. I have yet to write the treatment, but uh, I happen to know the the ACD, the associate creative director on the job. And he texted me on the side and he said, just so you know, Oren, you're our number one choice. Like oh, we're going into the treatments. You're number one. And that is like, for some reason, even more stressful to me. Now I'm like this, if this is mine to lose, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like now I'm, I'm so scared of what the other directors are going to do because you know, if they're bringing new ideas and I'm just kind of like polishing the existing ideas, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's tricky. So it's, yeah, it's intimidating. I feel like no matter what position you're in. Yeah. I feel like I'd rather not know. I, I want to know that I've got a, a decent shot. You know, I, I would like it to be even, but like extra pressure doesn't help. Like I am always asking myself, well, what is, what can I do to like go the extra mile? How can I show them how, what, what are the outside the box sort of thinking that makes it great? Whether that's, you know, customizing an image or shooting a test video or, you know, pulling something from my past as a gag to show a little bit more of a personal investment or something, you know, all of that, I think, I think is really helpful. We've been hinting at the big picture here, right? The spinning plates, right? And of course we love talking about treatments and bidding and pitching and all of that. Um, But in the event that you say don't, have a ton of boards or you haven't won a, a, a bid in a while. Um, Jordan, you're great at staying busy and that like having multiple revenue streams, you know, side projects, educating yourself. You said you have your, your uh, new work Wednesday, which I had a thought was like you bragging about yourself, but is in fact studying other people's work <laughs> that both are valuable though. Let's uh, <laughs> talk to us just a little bit about your, overall philosophy for the time in between the work work of not not just right. shooting but also pitching and bidding like all of and the, it, put that in one and if you can include like to me the other Talk thing that i that. notice about you that could be totally not true is that you never seem stressed out i'm stressed out if i don't have any mm. work and i'm stressed out if i have too much work well thank you for the compliments guys um i don't stress a lot because i've been through uh quite a bit I mean, I've been doing commercials almost exclusively for 25, 25 years with movies in the beginning in between and a couple of docs here and there. And those passion projects, I love having some downtime to go do a a passion project. And then in I started teaching commercial directing boot camp in 2015. The pandemic had me a little stressed because I had to cancel the boot camp and lost two jobs on that fateful Friday the 13th when everybody locked down. Like one job was a lock and it was just mm-hmm. dead. And the other one was like, I thought I was going to get it and it didn't happen. So the pivot there was the online masterclass, yeah. which evolved into commercial directing film school. So that has become, I hate to say side hustle, but that's probably pretty accurate. And it has become a revenue stream. I'm going to be honest, I can't live off of it, but 
school teachers would go, really? You make that much? Like, I wouldn't take a job at a, co- at a college because I could do it myself and make more. So that, that's about what it is. And I've actually had to temper promotion of the film school and the courses. By the way, every online class comes with a 20-minute uh, filmmaker consultation with yours truly. And, I mean, and what percentage of students take, do the consultation? Like 100%? Like, no, no, probably like 20, 25%. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm doing one tomorrow morning, as a matter of fact. And I'm a, I have the gift of gab, so plan on 30 mm-hmm. minutes, right? <laughs> no, so I did sweat like, holy shit, what, what am I going to do? And I poured my efforts into it and cranked out the yeah. first course in probably three weeks to a month. I this had is the masterclass? The or? masterclass. And now my son, yeah. Ben Brady, is a DP and now a young director. He's done some wonderful spots and, and uh, shot with me recently, too. So he comes in the office and he had been a camera operator on the actual masterclass. Like the series, we're on a bunch of them. Like he did Amanda Gorman oh, and uh, yeah, sure. I want to yeah. say uh, yeah, yeah. Cornell West, like crazy ones. So he comes in my office and we shoot the material in a day. And then right. I edited for like three weeks with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. While you all were having sourdough puzzles, I'm like cutting and trying to make a thing, mm-hmm. trying to learn how to have a, <laughs> learn what platform is it going to be Kajabi or... Uh, learnify whatever the hell they were like I'm vetting those things I'm setting up like oh I gotta make it a business so that took up a lot of my time in the in the pandemic and now it's kind of autopilot but you were doing the Matt the um, commercial directing boot camp mm-hmm. for many years before that right since 2015 so five oh, years right. but but just once a quarter mm-hmm. and and the whole boot camp is now on the phone I mean I can plug in an HDMI to my phone or airplay it and I can do the present. It's like a bunch of PowerPoints. Right. Right. So you're saying you kind of, you honed that process, figured it out. Whereas the masterclass was, was kind of a, it was a, a new process. New I mean, the first, the first handful process, of boot camps, basically. guys. Yeah. yeah. First of all, you go through this thing. I'm 58. I'll be 59 in August. I'm a grandfather. I have a seven year old granddaughter. Because my son married a beautiful woman, these lovely kids, right? So you get to that point and then you freak, the freak out is not over the work. It's like, oh, am I the guy that I can't, so I teach? Right? Is this it? Am I cashing in my chips? And then the ego goes, fuck no, I'm like working pretty steadily. So I've had to temper the promotion of the film school because I don't want agencies to go, are you even, dire- somebody actually said it, are you even directing anymore? Or you just, you just retired and teaching like, mm, okay, mm-hmm. pull the plug <laughs> on the Instagram. Cause I'm, it's yeah, the whole boy. school is predicated on, I'm right. in the trenches. I'm teaching you what works. Yeah. Helen, your uh, announcer, is that her role? Helen. Yes. Helen. What is her role? Mm-hmm. Associate producer yeah, and yeah. announcer? Yeah. yeah, associate producer she, this, too, Your right? sidekick, basically. She's <laughs> always saying, yeah, the catchphrase, right? Is like, learn directing from a director that actually directs directing stuff. Learn to direct commercials for a living from a filmmaker directing commercials for a living. It's almost right. a limerick. And it's too big to <laughs> put on a coffee mug. Yeah. So, so that was a long way to say, I have created 
as a creative entrepreneur, which I think we all are, a thing that takes up a lot of my time. Now, Saturday, I produced my wife's, uh, the first day of my wife's documentary she's doing on a, a local charity. And we, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but the guy has been in a wheelchair since birth and he went surfing at this charity event for, with Life Rides On. And it's a no beautiful piece and it was emotional. Mm-hmm. And this man, he expressed, my wife has a way of getting these interviews with people to share. And he was, he was scared and he talked about it and we shot and we had GoPro, underwater housing, drone, two more cameras on the beach. So producing that for my wife mm-hmm. was while I was waiting to get the award for the job I'm doing next week. But my kids are grown, so it's a little different. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, um, you're not like just. Uh, but is it ever like snack Thursday time? and um, you have a director's but, uh, boot camp this weekend and you find out end of the day, hey, you're shortlisted. They're going to brief you tomorrow. Unfortunately, they need to see the treatment on Tuesday or something, you know, like. Then I would, uh, well, I can't cancel the boot camp. So do you turn down the treatment or do you just do a one day treatment? No, you stay up late and you do the work. We commercial directors are like, and it's different. Like, or uh, you have VFX to make some cash. Matt, you can EP a show. You both have movies in development. This is like, I am siloed. Even the side hustle is like a little silo next to mm-hmm. the big silo. So it's, we're like farmers. When the crops are ready to be harvested, you fucking harvest the crops. Mm-hmm. You harvest the crops. Yeah, I'm really proud of, I don't know how many, it was about 10 years ago. But a, a, a EP at a company I was at one time was like, I was in my 40s. And they go, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say, no, you don't look 40. You don't look like in your 40s. Just let people think you're in your 30s. And I was like, but I'm. I'm 40 and I had kids when I was like in my early twenties. Like I'm like, I'm 30 with a 17 year old and I guess it's possible, but you know, yeah. and, and I, I went the other way and I started saying I'm a father and I'm a filmmaker. And so that apropos to this conversation of juggling, if you make a parenthood or being a great partner, if that is first and your partner understands what you do, then you will work and squeeze the other stuff into time. My son and I shot a a commercial Mm -hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona. I fly home, get home at midnight, got up at four to fly to Texas for my daughter's graduation the next day. It was not an option to miss the flight because that night was the big ceremony. Mm-hmm. Like you, so you just make it work. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'll sleep when you're dead. You, you just, you but just do you ever done. say, yeah. do you ever yeah. just turn down yeah. something, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, I don't have time to do that. Uh, yeah. Like you skip the job because you're like, Hey, I'm, I can't risk missing the flight to my daughter's graduation. Not that I can recall. I, I actually turned down a job today for July because I'm, I know of another gig that's going to happen in July. And I didn't even think to try and work it out Mm -hmm. Mm. because it was like, no, the, the client needs the focus. Yeah. It's not that you're, 
you've never turned down work before. But or if like, I'm not right, you'll like, make it work. If, if I can. see it and go, yeah. oh, that's I'm again, I'm honored to be bidding. But am I really like, do I have hidden camera? Yes. Are there other people with just like mm-hmm. a leg, mm-hmm. you know, down their leg credits of hidden camera and they worked on punked and impractical jokers and like get them i'll give you a name of someone that was a long rant guys i'm sorry yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah. but well, i'm in this situation like even tonight uh you know we're recording this podcast which is going to come out in two days so we have to record tonight so it can be edited tomorrow um and i have a treatment that i'm starting on and in the meantime i got edits today of something i shot next week that they're asking me for notes for tomorrow. And I got some um, production designers for a future project to select through. And there's a director's cut of this other job that I want to do a director's cut to start kind of showing, showing it. Now, three of those four, the podcasts I have to do, right? There's no other way. Giving notes on an edit, I could Mm -hmm. not give notes and they could just keep going. Uh, Production designers, they could just kind of pick who they want, the agency people, you know? Um, there are some some parts of our job that we have to fight to to be involved in, but are really easy to not do, you know. To, but then I find mm-hmm. like this this job that I want to do a director's cut on. I was not really involved in the edit because I was working busy on another job, and now I very much regret it. Like I don't love the grade, I don't love the edit, I don't love the sound mix, and now I'm finding that I have mm-hmm. to either just not put it on my reel or spend all this time recutting it myself but it's hard to put that at the top of the list when i have a job to bid on i have you know a kid that needs to be taken to the right. dentist i need to notarize something all the other life things how well, do you notary comes to you oh right yeah, they, didn't they we talk about house. that on the podcast notarize.com bud yes yes oh <laughs> why are my wife and i going to a notary yes you're right notarize.com i endorsed the sound effect for notarize.com, which Noah, do me a favor and drop it in because no one knows how funny it is. But here's my impression with an app called Notarize. 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 That's it. Notarize. That's exactly what the guy sounds like. And it makes me chuckle every time. I just had something notarized. I feel like I nailed that impression. And uh, it was just the enthusiasm. I keep Saturday sacred. To chill, to be with the lovely wife. Mm-hmm. Sam. And sometimes my lovely wife, Jenna Godoy, lovely, talented uh, writer, director, she's pitching and having these meetings. She got a manager that's just setting up, you know, meetings with production companies for television to direct episodic, to do movies. She's pitching on movies. And that's such a full-time gig. And when you put your energy into it, like I know another movie's going to happen for her. I just can feel it because she's so focused. But at the same time, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of energy left to go shoot a, if she needs a spec to spice up the reel or like it was even hard to schedule time mm-hmm. to get her to talk to the reps to talk about the kind of work she wanted to do just to like a meet and greet. Is she on your roster? True gentleman. She, she is on the true gentleman industries roster. It's oh, cool. my wife, my son, myself, and then through the film school, I want to be a resource to agencies. Uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. I, it was going to be called Nepo Films. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Nepo Baby. Yeah, um. that's funny. <laughs>
to me, like the main stress comes from like when Jeanette is just having to prepare pitches for a job that she might not get or where we're spending, you're spending 10 days on, mm-hmm. you know, writing treatments for jobs that you don't get. Like that work ethic. She's watching the entire series before <laughs> she meets the production company, knowing there's a writer's strike and they're and 11 of the 10 directors are already hired for when they come back. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the the hard time for me when there's not a board is the decision of, okay, do I promote the film school? Mm-hmm. Like I have a retreat coming up. By the time this airs, it'll be sold out. Is it, but it's a retreat in Joshua Tree, 20 filmmakers. There's a couple spots left. Yeah. Tell me. Tell us. That's not a plug. No, I mean, no, but tell us real quick true. about like where do people sleep and stuff? You have your own room, air conditioned room. It's at a retreat center with like vortexes and hippie food. Mm. And, and there's a yeah. sanctuary where we have classrooms and we go into the park and have a hike and we have a fire pit Saturday night. And are you the only instructor? Are there like teen counselors? How does it? There's like a Bill Murray character that does <laughs> announcements every morning. Is a guy in a hockey mask going to kill you all? Yeah. No, but Matt, have you ever been on a, any sort of film retreat or like no, career? No, no. Anything? I lived on the cinema floor freshman year of a college. So like, I feel like my whole life is a version of that, you know, or, and you came over a movie night this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't need more filmmakers in my life. <laughs> right. But what's, I guess, you know, you hear about writing, writing retreats, right? Writing retreats, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you went to Joshua Tree to write. Um, yeah, yeah. I personally try to get out of town all the time. Yeah. It's healthy. Yeah. 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 And I love to write in, you know, on vacation for sure. Yeah. Like if I go to your filmmakers retreat, how many jobs will I get? Four. Oh, okay. And uh, how much does the retreat cost? <laughs> It's expensive. Net positive? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely a net positive. Um, so what happened was from the boot camp, I people are like, well, I wish you would do a second day. And I always like, I've gone to retreats and I've gone to a lot of film festivals, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I've had, I think I've had three or four films at Slamdance. One year during COVID, they did Slamdance at this retreat center in Joshua Tree, and they invited me, and I did a, like a mini boot camp for indie filmmakers to like how you could transition to doing commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a positive name of the seminar, but essentially, it was why your indie film won't get you a spot. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. I fell in love with this place, and it was like, oh my god, it's it's like Spartan accommodations, but mm-hmm. the air conditioners work. The, Clean you're you're telling us everyone's in a yurt, is what you're saying. It's it's a little better than a yurt, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not far off. Gotcha. And you're hanging with filmmakers. If you're if you have enough filmmakers in your life, don't come. <laughs> sure. Really? What's like the agenda look like? Uh, I do. I show a case study that goes from getting the board, the the actual Zoom call. You see the moment that I won the job on the Zoom, like, oh my oh, God, that's, that's nice. the that's moment. Nice. We have a showcase of everyone's, like, you have to pick your best, what spot represents you. And then you're talking and hanging out and having these discussions that I prompt. I give a prompt for every meal to have a discussion. So I think 
like I only did this last year. My wife was very instrumental in helping me not only organize it, but she gives a different point of view for me. Like I come at it from a comedy bent and how many jokes can I add? And she's like, can we get the emotion? Can what's the mm -hmm. story? What's the feeling that we want to get in a nutshell? So she's going to do a module uh, about juggling a, a movie career, mm -hmm. like getting her second film going as well as doing spots and branded stuff. But I think people learn more from hanging out with the other filmmakers. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. in the, in the mystical woo woo space, I studied retreats online. Like I, I just researched what people do and you, they say, uh, what's the term holding space, you're holding space for this thing to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was, you know, without getting sappy, it was truly transformative and magical for everyone. And we bonded as a group and then we dispersed. And then I've seen people keep in touch and like even people from different boot camps will hook up mm -hmm. and go shoot something together. That's cool. Yeah. So that, that's, that's what that's about. But I have to back to our theme of this podcast. I have to like set like Sunday mornings if I take Saturday off, Sunday morning, I'm going to send out my mailing list about the the retreat. Here's a course. Here's a new, I uploaded new behind the scenes to the masterclass. If you've already got it, log back in. Like that business, I have to compartmentalize mm -hmm. my brain to go, okay, now I am in basically boot camp mode, film school mode, and then turn it off for the week, except for a, an errant, you know, behind the scenes post that I'll tag. If the listener right now has a short film or a feature they want to write, pick a date that you're going to write every week. Like mm -hmm. just compartmentalize your life. That's why, I mean, I used to do, and I try to, if someone wants to do a meeting, I hate Mondays and I hate Fridays. So I do Tuesday at two because that's the second day of the week. Wednesdays at one, just for the alliteration. And I'm watching new work Wednesday in the morning. And then Thursday at four, because it's the fourth day a week, I start my week on a Monday. Friday, I'm open, but, you know, traffic, sure. I don't want to travel. Wait, these are in-person meetings. But if in someone person, wants to do person. a Zoom or something, or sure, a creative brief, or they want to do one of, you know, the director calls that you do. No, that's you precedent. I'm saying my own personal things that I'm going to schedule. A, a new director or DP, someone wants to have coffee. Mm -hmm. It's either Tuesday at two or Thursday at four. And so you, gonna be you have those slots. Basically, you just know you're never going to schedule anything more or anything. less. And so you have those slots open for that sort of work. Yeah, that's really Absolutely. interesting. You know, I, I think we're getting at something because Oren, you were like, oh, now I'm so stressed out. But at the, the top of this episode, you were like, well, I didn't get those jobs. So then I immediately filled the time with all sorts of other things. Right. Right. And, yeah. Well, then, you know, as soon as if I would have gotten this job, I would have been very, it would, it would shoot this weekend. I would sure, have been slammed. Sure. Scouting and pre-visiting and sure. all this other VFX and right. casting. That, that's what she said first. And then you said, OK, now that I had that free time, I immediately filled it with. Uh, shooting stuff and, and you got some VFX work and stuff. And then now, now you have treatments to write, right? Yeah. Now today I got a yeah new treatment. So that's due. I'm leaving the country on like Tuesday. So mm -hmm. they've, they, I have much longer to finish it, but I have to finish it before I leave the country. <laughs> sure, so sure. what right. country are you going to? 
uh, Israel in the Middle oh East. My goodness, yeah, I've heard of that. I, what I'm hearing, though, just to kind of bring it back, Jordan, you're like, hey, I'm not going to fill up these slots in my life because I know that I want to hold them open for whatever sort of work. Yep. And Oren, you're like, oh, I'm super stressed and also double booked myself as soon as I realized I didn't get this job. Yeah. And also, I just started saying yes to things. You know, like, yeah. I'll have coffee with a friend. My wife has like four auditions all of a sudden and I shoot all of her auditions. You know, yeah. my yeah, yeah. kids, I found out there's this thing Friday morning for my son's new preschool that I want to take my kids to. You know, and I'm trying to... For the schmooze. Do, yeah, for the schmooze. But also for the kids a little bit. Um, but do you... So... Do you guys have a to-do list? How do you keep track of all this stuff? Or do you just do like a Google calendar? Uh, I use things, which uh, I've endorsed before, which is just a fancy uh, to-do list. To list. Yeah, it, it might as well be. Uh, I think Google Keep is probably the competitor that's free. Keep is like, or, or maybe it's called Tasks now. But like, it's just a, a to-do list that syncs to my phone and my laptop. Yeah, I have like I use notes, Apple notes, but I have like a to do list for this month. And then as soon as it's a new month, I try to push it down and I just start from scratch. Let me ask. It's not schedulable. It's not like you can categorize it by project or anything like that. You can't nest. it. No, but I, I believe I, I just I'm reading this book. I, I ironically have not finished it. It's called Essentialism. Mm -hmm. It was endorsed by one of our previous guests. It's about how to say no to non-essential things. Mm -hmm. uh, somehow I've not found the time to finish reading it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I used to have these really long to-do lists where I'm like, okay, for this project, here's 12 things. For this project, 12 things. You know, I should write this thing. Here's this mm -hmm. idea I want to noodle mm -hmm. on. Here's this edit I want to do. And now I kind of, it's like emails that I mark to respond to. If if I haven't responded to them in a couple months and nothing bad has happened, then it's just it's just in the past, baby. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go. I, I, I would say, not to get too task management on you, Oren, but like, uh, I think it's worthwhile to be realistic of like, oh, these are the things I'm going to get done today. The general rule of thumb is only schedule stuff that you're actually going to do that day on today. Make it reasonable. Make it achievable. Don't put the thing that's going to take you six days on that today. Like divide it up. And then the thing that things does that I assume other task management stuff does is you can put things on the day that you want to get them done. So it's not one giant list. It's like, okay, I need to go do, I need to go to the notary Notarize. on Tuesday. You put it on Tuesday. It's not on your list until Tuesday. So like yeah. it, it keep it, that's still very simple, but like a giant list, even if you can kind of go through it and know like, oh, well, I'll do this one tomorrow. Or I don't want to do that one or whatever. I think that's um, I would bet an essentialist would recommend a little bit more management. Don't get too crazy. Don't do bullet journal journaling and all like people can get really bonkers about that stuff. Your time management can become time consuming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm um, going to go with. Uh, this is crazy. One of the best ways that I compartmentalize again is I have uh, basically four emails, mm -hmm. each in their own mailbox on my phone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One Google calendar for the business, a Google calendar for the film school and an email for the film school. Mm -hmm. An email I'm trying to phase out that you guys keep using. Right. Sure. And then a personal one I've had since the early 90s, a Yahoo account that I 
you know, it's mostly things that uh, apparently hitting unsubscribe means send more frequently. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it means you open the, the email, so you must be paying attention. And yeah. everything feeds into one Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. I have an Evernote for the podcast that seems antiquated, but mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's there. It works. It's there. I keep you know the uh, the episodes and some notes and everything, and. And that's it. I mean, it's really the calendar. And I'm old school sketchpad, notebook. Mm-hmm. Somebody, mm-hmm. everyone's trying to get me, uh, not everybody, but a couple people, the uh, Incredible. You know that thing? Yeah. 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 It's like a dedicated like a iPad tablet, for, tablet yeah. thing. And I'm like, then I got to charge it. I yeah, got yeah, to yeah. lose the pen. Yeah, yeah. And here, yeah. I can buy these are $11. And yeah. They're huge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a fancy one. You can get like, a ream of paper for that much, you know. Yeah, but no, this, you know what this is? It's not only is it perforated in case you screw up, but it's like this thick drawing paper. Oh, nice, nice. Right. So I do all the sketches. Yeah. And- oh, cool. Yeah. What I like about notes is it's just like on my phone at all times, so I can just add things. But I, I really try to not have more than five things, and if it is like on at a certain time or day, then it's on my calendar. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. But but yeah, it's. It's tricky. To me, the to-do list is when you're finally done with meetings and everything's not on your calendar and you have two hours open, instead of what going to Twitter, yeah. look at the to-do list first. Can I ask one last question about the retreat? Sorry, we're just bouncing all over the place. But do you help people get repped or figure out how to find jobs? Because you know, obviously, you talk a lot about pitching and how to shoot and do you know all, all the stuff of a working director. But to me, you know, the hardest part of being a working director is finding those opportunities to, to pitch. How much do you talk about that stuff? I talk about that a lot. Like, um, if you're just starting out, is there a local business you could shoot something for? And instead of you trying to write an ad, can you f- f- reach out to some, even on LinkedIn, post something like, is there a copywriter or an agency art director that can help me? Like, I would rather see you give them a few hundred dollars to write the ad for a local business before you do your spec spot so it comes off like an ad mm-hmm. mm. rather than, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the, uh, uh, you know, the high-speed camera and the guy and then the drone and I'm going to pay all this money for my spec because we've all seen great-looking shitty ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. the, the other part of that, Orin, is not only do I want to help them build a reel, but then, okay, be brutally honest with the level of work that they're presenting and say, if you look at the other work that I'm looking at online, do you honestly think that you're ready to compete in that marketplace? Or should you maybe take a step back and make some more stuff? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, do you, do you talk about like budgets? I want my director friend that, um, talks to me about commercials a lot says, you know, he talks about how he's really competitive in the food space in the like 150 to $250,000 range. He's like, obviously like a $700,000 commercial that are going to go to one of these bigger, more experienced yeah. directors. Uh, but I can, you know, I have a lock on this kind of smaller commercial market. Is that something that you guys talk about too? We, I, in my questionnaire for the boot camp and for the retreat, there is a, a range of budgets so that I can help you and learn what you're doing. I learned so much from talking to filmmakers. Like, 
Really? You did that for five grand? I'm amazed. Mm -hmm. Or you wasted 20,000 on that? Mm -hmm. Sure. And I'm not a dream crusher, guys. I'm a dream enhancer. Um, (laughs) So I talk about, yes, how to build your reel, and then who do you send it to, how to look for production companies, look at the work that they have, how do you help them? Like, how do you, if I'm going to go to art class, I'm going to look at every director and go, hey, could I get the jobs that Oren doesn't want to do? Or I think my sense of humor is, is similar but it's different enough that I'd be a good fit on your roster. And so, yes, I have those kind of conversations with the specific work that the directors have. Mm-hmm. And then on the, the flip side, what I'm really trying to do, I haven't mastered this yet. And that is to help people once you make it, can I, like, I maybe want to do a showcase. Mm-hmm. Like a, not a film festival, but, do it in LA, do it in New York, maybe Atlanta, Detroit, Dallas, like have a charity element, right? Because if, if you don't put a charity element into part of your life, you're missing out. It's its own reward, right? So have, a, uh, have an entry fee, make a donation, part of that entry fee, have it curated. Because if you just make it free, you're going to get a lot of wing nuts. Sure. <laughs> right? right. And then yeah, I'm you need a speed bump, up. you call it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah need yeah. the speed bump. Yeah. And and then have a night. Like Shots does it. They do mm-hmm. like the best of the Americas. It's a great showcase. Shoot Magazine has Shoot New Directors Showcase. Mm-hmm. I just want to do like a film school alumni showcase. I have one on my website, but like have it in a theater have drinks, have those little wieners sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You guys come out, do a live mm-hmm. podcast from there. I just love eventizing things. I think our shoots should be events for the client and the agency. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of what they do feel like that a little bit, especially when they're out of town and like, there's like a dinner involved and a fitting yeah. and like, yeah, make it a thing. I love that. But even, even in town, like there, yeah. there's people come in from out of town or I, I think New York is the hardest because everybody goes home. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Right. But I, I, I didn't really answer your question. I hope you edit a lot of this out. <laughs> no, no, this is, I mean, I, I, I would be shocked <laughs> if uh, after this episode comes out, you don't get some people yeah. asking about this retreat. Can I tell you something, though? You, my son, Jake, and I, when he was in middle school, I've, I've tried to take, I have two boys and two girls, right? And my girls are technically my stepdaughters. They live, live with me since they were very young. They have a, uh, I'd love them, love them dearly. But with my boys, I've done a one-on-one getaway at mm-hmm. least an overnight, every year since they were old enough to do it, since they were like six, seven years old. Just father, son, go to a hotel, go camping. We went to Robo, uh, Robot Wars. Oh, that's One fun. time, that was a blast. Went to some convention, surfing with Ben. And Jake and I went to Joshua Tree and we just camped. And I got a call on a Friday as I'm driving, he's in, like I said, he's in middle school and the agency wanted to talk because they had new scripts. My kids were, are 
old enough that there weren't they didn't have cell phones and iPads, but luckily they had Game Boys and things like mm-hmm. that. And they knew, like, hey, I said, I'm so sorry, Jake. I know we're on our trip. I got to pull over off of the ten. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull down a little exit, mm-hmm. and I got to do a call for like 15 minutes. You go see that roadside dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go go yeah. climb up the dinosaur's ass and play the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, don't read hey, the he, pamphlets. He sat um, in the car. He goes, it's cool, Dad. I get it. Like, I go, please, I'm really sorry. This is our time. And he just played. He would look at me when I was done. I go, how was he? he goes, you did good. Because I'm winging. I'm like mm-hmm. looking at the phone while I'm talking on the phone at the new <laughs> scripts. <laughs> and, I, and I said, look, hey, guys, I have 15 minutes. I'm, I'm with my son. We're in the car. It was a Friday, and this meant getting the job or not, basically. Sure. Yeah. And so, so there are those times when I've, and, and picking up my kids, I pick up the girls at their middle school going, Hey, I got, I'm, I got to sit here for 10 minutes. I'm finishing, like put on mute, get in the car, be quiet. And my boys were old enough. If they were in the car, they'd go, he's on a conference call. And they're like, Oh, the conference call. Like they, <laughs> they knew sure. that was the thing. They're like, Which agency? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, it a triple bid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've had a pitch meeting where I literally, it was luckily I was pitching with an, like a, with a producer that was very involved in the creative. Uh, I like texted him. I was like, Blake, you describe this next part. And I put myself on mute, turned off the camera ran out of the car, picked up my son, said hi to the teachers, got all the things, signed him out. And you're like in your earbuds, you're like yeah. doing the, the silent, like, sorry, pointing at your ears wave. Yeah. Yeah. What a jerky. I've done that. I hate ordering coffee when I'm on a call, but yeah. you know, sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it. It's for the greater good. Yeah. yeah. Hold on just for a second, guys. Yeah. No cream. Thank you. Um, <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because hearing that, thinking about that, it takes me back. Like my mom was a teacher, right? Um, like the stakes of like, Oh, I need to go. I have to juggle my life. Like uh, I have a meeting or something versus picking my kids up. She had a job no matter what, you know what I mean? She was safe. And when we hear those stories, I think listeners at home will be like, Oh yeah. Like it would be stressful because like, your kids are respectful, partially because they know that if you don't get that job, it has ramifications in their lives. You know what I mean? That your bottom line changes. But you know, as a parent, no matter what, you still have to juggle all of that stuff, right? Like I still would like get picked up from school and like have to hang out in my mom's classroom while she had meetings for hours afterwards. That's just the way that working parents have to live. You know what I mean? Like it feels specific to directing in the moment, but it, I think it is pretty universal. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the money, it's the freelance of it all that to me, yeah. like makes it different than being a teacher, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. But like, like if I'm you were saying my mom cobbler. felt guilty or stressed this, the way we all do, you know? Yeah. But she didn't wonder like when the next paycheck was going to come. Sure. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I go back to the farmer then, because the farmer doesn't know how the crops are going to be, if it's going to be a drought. And that's why you capitalize on the moments. And, and, and also with longevity comes a little bit of stress relief in like, well, not blind faith that it's always going to work out, but mm-hmm. first quarter, typically a little slow. Mm-hmm. Second quarter, really, usually really good. Summer, 
people are at Cannes, mm-hmm. you know, not that many gigs. And then fall is gangbusters. And I usually end strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a pattern that you go, okay, well, it's, you know, something's going to come sure. up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the job with the alcohol that I didn't get mm-hmm. where I thought I was perfect. Yeah. That agency called today with a project. I'm going to talk to him in the morning. So you never know if you didn't get the gig. It's like how many times as directors we've seen an actor and she gets a call back like two or three times in a row for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have no clue. They think every time I go in for this director, I never get the job. But in our minds, it's like, I can't wait to work with her. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And or, then you, yeah. Or you try to cast her three yeah. times. Yeah. And then you finally do. It's like, oh, my God, I've been dying to work with you. Jordan, thanks for letting us in on some of your some of your methods and your thought process. And I'm somehow going to try to just take in your Scheuden Spresso or whatever it's called. <laughs> and I like that you turned it from Spretzatura <laughs> into Schadenfreude. <laughs> uh, yeah, your your ability to make to stay cool under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Try to employ some of that this week. It's all going to work out, guys. You know, when people come to now the retreat or the boot camp and they leave knowing I don't want to be a commercial director. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Like, <laughs> that's I mean, for, that's for us. <laughs> for us, it is, but for them. So if, if, life, if life gets busy in one arena and now Matt is EPing this channel, this show, mm-hmm. like somehow you're the culmination of all your experience up to that moment. You made a decision and you're going to make it awesome. Like, yeah. I would love to be able to say, hey, if I could get four commercials a year. Yeah, but if right. I said that, I would be you dead. Destitute. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. By the way, new directors don't tell a production company you only want to do four spots a year. Yeah, I would love to do more than that. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that just feels very comfortable. That would oh, be great. Yeah. yeah. But Malice, four spots means you pitched on like 10, just FYI. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. Yeah. But yeah. to do to do your movie <laughs> oh, really? in a show, right? <laughs> to do yeah. the other things. Yeah. And, and then to, you know, cherry pick and or get the gigs. I what a I just I just love that. Yeah. I mean the the trick is really is like uh to Orwin's point making time for the family, but then also accommodating brain space for your own personal projects. Right. So like the 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 trade off is that free time that we were all lamenting, if you have the presence of mind to like know like, oh, everything's gonna be okay and I'm gonna utilize this time in a healthy, productive way, whether that's leisure or creative. I just wasn't in that headspace for so long that I knew that like I should change things up a little bit. And so now I've got a a different problem where I'm just too busy. Um, but I'll figure it out. That's fine. And, you know, you take a course in something that has nothing to do with filmmaking. Oh my God. Sounds incredible. I mean, that's what Matt's been doing. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. The, the courses are baby CPR and. (laughs) Wow. I mean, home construction. Yeah. Home construction. That's true. I have been doing a lot of DIY stuff lately. (laughs) Um, that's true. That's true. Well, uh, Jordan, this has been incredible. As oh, always, thank you guys. thanks for um, having me. Can you hang out and endorse with us for? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of something. Unpaid endorsement. My unpaid endorsement for the week is a podcast called "Drifting Off with Joe Para." 
He's one of my favorite artists in general. I love him very much. Uh, he had a, a television show that I've talked about a lot. Um, and now he's got a new podcast that is uh, on Patreon and all that. But you can, I listen to it just on, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. And it's great. It's like a funny mixture of uh, his deadpan, you know, very slow deliveries about the small things, the mundane things in life. That's kind of a stream of consciousness works just really, really well. His third episode is about video games. It's like meditative and quiet and funny and strange. Does it feel um, like he wrote it? He certainly did. Yeah. Uh, and he calls different comedian friends and stuff, but it's not like most standups. You think you, when I say, Hey, let me recommend a standups podcast. We Oof. all have them. Um, idea of what that podcast is like and uh we're right and <laughs> just like joe paris stand up it's very different from from what your typical stand-up podcast is i find it to be comforting and meditative and funny it's really great so drifting oh. off with joe para is my recommendation jordan what you got buddy i'm not gonna say zip this because that's already been done <laughs> the glyph this glyph drive it's like a pack of gum, mm -hmm. six terabytes, wow. super fast USB-C. And if you filmmakers take this little thing, I mean, it, it almost looks like one of those vape things. Mm -hmm. It's it's taller yeah, yeah. than a Zippo lighter. Uh, it could be a, a little flashlight, but you take this drive with you and leave set with your dailies every shoot at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. And you can do your director's cut. So I'm going yeah. to say the glyph. What do you? Oh, you've got one right I there. I use the SSD. SanDisk uh, SSDs. Yeah, I love them. I've got the SSD too with the little keychain. Yeah. But I don't recommend it putting on the carabiner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't sit on it. That's not a very good. You guys have the best unpaid endorsements. No, that's good. I purchased something I've been eyeing for... Ooh, like six or seven years. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, as uh, anyone with kids between the age of two and 10 knows, best babysitter in the world, unfortunately, is an iPad. We have one. It's about seven years old. And it's mm -hmm. the, my daughter shattered the screen and as a punishment, made it her iPad and she loves it. She does not even know. She'll watch a thousand movies with a shattered screen. She could not give two shits about that. That it's shattered. Um, but we were flying to Israel, like I mentioned, and we're going to have two children on the mm. airplane. And we were like, we should probably get a second iPad, you know, since our last one is shattered and very old. And the thing that I've been eyeing for so many years is this, the Apple Pencil. Mm. Apple Pencil. So I got an iPad Pro. Um, mm -hmm. I got an incredible deal on it, which uh, anyone can get if you have a college student ID or not. I just said, do you have a student discount? And they said, are you a student? And I, before I could answer, the woman's like, you know what? I trust you. 10% uh, off, um, you know, sure. for, if you're a student discount. Um, then uh, if you buy it on an Apple card, you get 3% back. And right now they're having a promotion for students. If you buy an iPad, you get $150 either a hundred or $150 gift certificate, depending on which one you buy. And you can use that to buy uh, the pen, which is 130 bucks, uh, but 120 after the student discount. Or I got the keyboard case, which yeah, is that's nice. quite amazing. That's and nice. the keyboard yeah, is really good. 
you know, we talked about drawing our own storyboards and I have an Adobe Creative Cloud account, probably like many of our listeners do. And there's a, an app called Adobe Fresco. It's free with Creative Cloud. Mm-hmm. And so today at gymnastics, I, uh, you know, drew like a, a self-portrait of myself oh, that's nice. waiting yeah. for my daughter. And what's yeah. nice about using like an iPad or, you know, any, well, first of all, you have the pencil so you can kind of sketch. I basically do a really crappy sketch, you know, kind of probably like most of the sketches that we do. You know, I kind of, I kind of just like do like a bunch of scribbles. Yeah, and it's, then, it's very etchy. It's like there's a ton of brush strokes. It's like you know, like imagine if you were doodling with a number two pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like I, I literally draw this. I draw the skeleton of the mm-hmm. body. You know, because the hardest thing is to draw like poses and things. I draw the skeleton, and then I. I just draw an outline. So now, like if I turn off my original sketch, now it kind of starts looking like a more normal thing. And then it's really easy to cover, to color, I mean, because you put, Mm -hmm. you know, the color on the layer below. And then I even like draw the background separately and you can kind of start doing the um, animatics and things and even like foregrounds and you can animate things very easily. So I love it. It's so fun. And my kid, you know, my kids draw on it all the time. And anyhow, uh, but I highly recommend you buy a kid's iPad case if you are giving it to your kid that basically protects it from being dropped. By the way, if any of the retreat nonsense makes it into the podcast and anyone's listened this far, DM me or email me and I'll give you a, a discount. You just say, I heard you on Just Shoot It. And I'll knock a few hundred bucks off. Cool. I guess on that fact, I mean, I can't imagine anyone doesn't know the answer to this question, but how do people find you or contact you? My socials are at that Jordan Brady. That's the best way to find me. I'm not on Twitter as much anymore. Sure. uh, You know, who is it? But Instagram, I love. I love the watching the TikToks. Um, and also, of course, your podcast, Respect the Process, Respect um, the process. which is a deep dive into the world of commercial filmmaking. You guys got to come back on together. Oh, sure. Yeah. Will you yeah. make the drive to the West Side? Oh, in person? Yes, Ooh. in person. That sounds fun. Right. Yeah. Helen, the boys are going to come back. Get the fruit tray and the cheese fondue ready. Y- yeah, it better be Fiji water. Or yeah, you know, Matt's lactose Fiji intolerant. Fiji water for Matt. Matt's trying lactose intolerance for the month. He's doing this thing with his wife. Coconut milk for for orange. Um, Anyway, uh, Jordan, this has been great. Uh, You can hit us up across all social media at Just Shoot It Pod. You can email us at JustShootItPod at gmail.com. Write us a review. All of that stuff is great. And you can hit me at Mr. Matt Enlow across all social media. And I'm at O Kaplan on Instagram. And this episode was edited by Noah Bayshore. Our producer is Tyler Small. And you're listening to music from the Free Music Archive and the artist Jazar. And we will catch you next time. Thanks, Thanks everyone. everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.